Hello and welcome to T-Set Pass, my weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast where we talk everything from casual anime fun to competitive TCG goodness. Much like last week, I remain in transit. If you've been watching me on my live streams, you'll notice I've been in a lot of hotels, I've been travelling for work, and therefore do not have the time I'd normally take to make a beautiful, bespoke podcast for you at home. However, I am here, and I am here to talk to you, and for Pride Month, I have dug out a lovely video essay that I did a few months back, talking about LGBT representation, not just in Yu-Gi-Oh, but in wider anime and manga, because they sorely lack representation, at least positive representation in anime and manga, as far as I found. In terms of voting, last week I posited to you that Jaden Yugi is gay, or at least bisexual in Yu-Gi-Oh GX, and 60% of you agreed with my analysis and 40% of you didn't, and I respect that, it's not for everybody, and this is all fairly head y Today's examples though, we have much more explicitly canon options to go through. Just looking through some of the comments on last episode, thank you Joyboy for saying it's incredible, thank you Venture Tower Gaming for enjoying as per usual, and Paladin Leroy is not happy with last week's ban list because Orchest Heart Horror is still banned, and it's gonna stay that way for a good while whilst they're still printing good new machines. People will find a way to abuse Orchest if we can, and I will be one of them. Before we play the old reel, I recently did a video talking about where I think Yusei Fudo from Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds is bisexual, and I personally don't think he is myself, but I do see why people do. Uh, he has a really strong connection with a character called Bruno that comes in Series 2 of 5Ds, and he kind of puts all the women that he was flirting with to the wayside as soon as this Bruno fellow rocks up. Uh, it could easily be seen to be strong friendship, as my comment section on my Jaden Yugi video continuously remind me that men can be friends with other men. However, I feel like he has lots of male friends and he doesn't treat them the same way. Uh, so that's down to interpretation once more, and this is all down to interpretation. As there is so little actual proper canon LGBTQ representation in anime and manga, we have to interpret anything. Uh, and obviously the answer is probably the writers did not intend it. However, if we can see it, then there is value. Um, I'm not a member of the LGBTQ myself, I'm just an ally, ally, um, but, you know, I think it's important to talk about these kind of things because as, so you know, some people go, it's inappropriate to talk about these for a kid chick, why? There are gay teenagers, there are gay kids, obviously everyone finds out what they are at a different stage, you might know you're gay at the age of 8, you might not know you're gay till the age of 40, however people find out all the time that they are things that people didn't expect them to be. In terms of other Yu-Gi-Oh main characters, I don't really see it particularly with any of the others, I could easily see an argument that uh, the main character from Yu-Gi-Oh! Reigns is asexual, I could see things... I think Yu-Gi is pretty heterosexual, he seems to be interested in Yuzu pretty intensely. Uh, and I don't really, haven't really dug around in the other series quite so much, but in uh, GX and 5Ds, they're sort of the shows I grew up with, and they're the ones that I've thought about the most as I grew up. I promise you that next week we have some hot new content, Mistress Doom is making her grand uh, well, I say debut, second debut, a return to the podcast. Mistress Doom will be back, and we will be talking about all things Yu-Gi-Oh! Anime! Until next time, leave any comments that you want me to answer directly in the comments and in the Spotify Interact section. There'll be a poll for you to vote on, and I hope you enjoyed today's anime LGBTQ reading. Let me know if you're having a nice Pride Month. There are lots of characters in mainstream manga and anime that actually could be seen to be LGBTQ+. I wanted to talk today about LGBTQ characters in anime and manga that aren't specifically about LGBTQ relationships. Obviously there are shows where the whole point of it is the fact that it's about a lesbian couple or a gay couple getting together. And I want positive role models too. Obviously there are lots of anime and manga where there are negative depictions of gay people, or very stereotypical ones. Looking at you Liron from Gurren Lagann, I love you but you are a walking stereotype. 
I've already talked about the bisexual and pansexual representation that I interpreted from Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, but there's actually a fair few examples that I've spotted over the years. Jojo has plenty of canon gay characters like Sorbo and Gelato and Dio who is bisexual. But then there's also characters like Speedwagon from the original part one. You could interpret Speedwagon as being gay for the original Jojo Jonathan. Speedwagon is absolutely enamored with Jonathan and is devastated when he passes away. He even spends his entire life looking after his wife in a very platonic sense. Obviously they are best friends, but it just felt that there was like a level above that they were touching upon there. Another example of LGBTQ plus representation can be seen in Soul Eater of the character Krona Gorgon. The manga creator has confirmed that Krona uses they them pronouns and the manga is currently being reprinted with they them throughout the whole thing. Psyche K from the disastrous life of Psyche K is definitely gender fluid as well as asexual, potentially even aromantic. Throwing away the Hiriak to Terahashi and other characters that are giving him romantic interest. An example that I feel is more subtext than text is Monkey D. Luffy from the popular show One Piece. I think Luffy is a very strong example of an asexual main character. While lack of interest in love is common among shonen protagonists, Oda's insistence that Luffy has no interest in Hanky Panky is pushed to the extreme. Luffy has only ogled women twice in the whole run of the show, and Oda has specifically gone out of his way to say that he was only doing it because that's what all the other boys were doing in the same shot. The snake princess, Boa Hancock, is one of the most beautiful women in the entire One Piece world. If you look at her and have any impure thoughts at all, you instantly turn to stone. Luffy is not only able to look at her, he's able to look at her naked in the bath and have no effect whatsoever. <laughs> While this is true to some extent with all of the characters in One Piece, Oda has said that they're already in love with adventure, I think the fact that he's taken so much time to show that Luffy has no interest in this side of things is just a bit interesting. And regardless of whether he means it, I think it's a strong example that you can be awesome and asexual. One Piece has always tried to give positive representation to LGBTQ plus characters, as seen with the Okamas and Bong Clay, but I think the more tasteful representations that we've seen recently with Yamato and Kikunojo is much more on the money. Another canon trans character would be Alaka from Hunter x Hunter. Sailor Uranus and Neptune are pretty famous examples of a lesbian couple, so much so that they had to get censored into being very close cousins in the dub. In that moment I knew Michelle had felt the same way I did, but obviously she had stopped running and accepted her destiny. But the look in my cousin's eyes was so intense, so full of knowledge greater than I could imagine, that I was even more afraid. I knew if I stopped running now there'd be no escape. You know, just because we're family doesn't mean we agree. How about we talk over huh? hot chocolate? No thanks. Huh? I've made up my mind for good. A positive example of a gay protagonist can be seen in Toya, Sakura's brother in Cardcaptor Sakura. Toya is seen to be a strong main character, he's good at almost everything from music to sports and he's very powerful and he's seen to be the protective big brother to Sakura. He's in a strong positive relationship with Sakura's once love interest Yukito. I always appreciate that the manga took its time to do the reveal that they were actually in love and that the Yukito relationship was built up as a best friendship first and a romance second because you could really feel that relationship building and building and the love growing as the series went on. Shinji from Evangelion is either an example of a young gay man finding himself or a young bisexual finding himself. The whole show can be seen to be representation of him going through puberty and going through his depressive state. Despite having several girls in the show that he does have flirty moments with, there's nothing quite as intimate as his burgeoning relationship with Kaworu. 
He explicitly tells Shinji that he loves him and they form an intensely strong relationship in a very short amount of time. Even if he didn't mean to at first, which I think he did, you can tell it even more in the remake movies where they double the amount of screen time and give them even more shipping moments. And last but not least, for some lesbian representation, you've got Madoka Magica and Kill la Kill. Homaru in Madoka Magica is intensely in love with Madoka. So much so that their obsession leads to time travel shenanigans making an endless loop of suffering for everybody. It's a very much Romeo and Juliet tragedy style of love, rather than a fun little harem anime. Kill la Kill will give you your silly fix if you're looking for fun. Come on Ryuko, get naked! I know for a fact that you, yes you, are not inferior to Lady Sasuke! Your boobs are way bigger than hers! Way bigger! And the relationship really doesn't play much into the plot. Mako is there as her friendly sidekick, and you could play it off as just best friends, except for the fact that Finale has them go out on a date. I wanna go on a date with you! Huh? No, listen! When you get back, I wanna go on a date with you! It's a date! It's very cute, and it's very understated, which I'm sure some people appreciate. That's just some of the thoughts I had. This is my first year content creating, and I thought I'd do something fun for Pride Month. Let me know if you agree or disagree with me in the comments, or if you've got any examples that I might not have mentioned. This video is an extended version of one I did on TikTok the other day, so if you are interested in more things that I have to say about Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, or Digimon, feel free to go over and check out my TikTok account. Uh, most things will come here eventually, but I can't promise everything. And let me know what you think of my interpretation in the comments below.